Hey, welcome to Milrose Podcast. I'm Lori Neff with Mark Breda. Hey. How you doing? Hey, Lori. How are you? Wow, here we are behind the microphone again. I know. That's it's kind been... of wild. I'm really excited. We're bringing Milrose to the podcast world and we're bringing Karin Rivadanero with us today. Yay. Yay I'm super hey. happy to be here. Thanks for <laughs> being really here. Fun. Yeah. We knew you knew the drill of, you know, radio. You've right. done the radio thing and you've done a Milrose kind of thing. I've right. done a Milrose kind of thing, but this is, I don't know, this feels a little like I'm a little nervous. I don't know why. It, it is weird. Fun. I well, think it's just okay. fun to be back. Yeah, and guys. of course, Mark, before he hit record, said, okay, I'm scared. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing something new and right. trying a, you know, a new avenue for radio. We're here at your workplace, Karen. Yes. We need, you know, we have to be creative and find places to record these things now. So. I know, and that's what, maybe that's why I'm a little bit nervous. Because, yeah. you know, though I booked this room, colliding. and though right. I have the you know meeting in progress sign in the door <laughs> secretly, I'm wondering if somebody's going to come we barreling through. People. Come in, yeah. Which would be great, as long as they don't say anything personal. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing a prayer request as they walk through. That's but yeah, so we're right. at Elmhurst Christian Reformed Church, the yeah. place where yeah. I work. So That's it's fun. Awesome. Cool. It's so great to see your workplace and see where you hang out a lot. And mm-hmm. Mark, we, we've been seeing a lot of each other um, the oh, last yeah. few months as we've been meeting and talking about doing this. Right. And I so know, this I'm really excited. has been your, your initiative. I, right. I know. I thought of it. You know, as everything was transitioning over the summer, mm-hmm. I thought the, the most fun aspect, I mean, everything was fun about what we did mm-hmm. on With other programs, connection. right? But the, one of the most fun was Fridays yeah. and just, yeah. you know, being mm-hmm. with friends. I mean, the idea of Miller Rose is to uh, talk to friends just about stuff of life and right. what's going on in the process and to yeah. laugh, which we did a lot of mm-hmm. and hope to do a lot more of. I but, know. Yeah. You know, I've, I've really missed that. Um, mm-hmm. Since Midday Connection ended, I have really missed these conversations and processing and hearing from our listeners and hearing what they think about our conversation. Mm-hmm. Too. So I'm excited to get going. I know, me too. So, Karen, we like we did with the old Milrose, we've asked you to bring a topic. So, what what are you thinking about oh my today? I know. Me, well, me. because my topic, maybe this is the other reason I'm nervous. My topic is a little <laughs> embarrassing, but I guess. Oh, I love embarrassing. I know. Topics. Isn't embarrassing yeah. good? <laughs> so, I, I've been thinking about these cringe worthy moments oh. of life because I've had a couple well, recently. What, what made you think about just just well, because? because because they happen. They happen. <laughs> <laughs> but don't they happen just, to everybody? They do all the time. But I guess, so the other night we were um, out, my husband and I, and ran into someone who I serve on a music booster board with. I'll just tell the story, and I, I still find it embarrassing. Um, and so this person, I don't know, should I share the real name, I guess? Um, it's up to you. Right. What do you think? Or or, or maybe you could just say. Should I bleep it out later? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That may well be funny. So this man, um, I was introducing him to my Mm -hmm. husband and his last name, he's of Hispanic descent as mm-hmm. my husband is that doesn't well mm-hmm. it does have to do with it because it made it cringeworthy in my own mind but his last name begins with a V and I just kind of threw out one common Hispanic last name that begins with a V when his name is something else something entirely oh. else and it didn't really occur to me oh. later that I had oh. done it and then I guess because of the fact that it's a Hispanic name yeah. in my head I felt like that was so racist because oh. it was like, you know, one of those names. <laughs> right. And of course that hadn't been my intention. Oh. Actually, the name I introduced him as, we have family members who have that last name. Oh. Um, and so that name just gets stuck in my head. 
But I ended up emailing him later and just saying, I'm sorry, you know, I totally didn't. But in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds so racist. I'm telling my husband about that. My husband's cute. And he's like, I don't think he probably cared. I don't think it's, you know, he's like, I don't think it's racist to get someone's name wrong. But yet I feel like it's me as like white person going like, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just Mark, this morning when Mark comes here, this is what got me thinking about it too. Um, I introduced him to a colleague, and I introduced him to my colleague, Lori. Her name is not Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Your name is Lori. And it was just, she, all of a sudden, again, I'm like, what is wrong with me and names? Like, these are people I know, and I'm always terrible with names. But it sort of fills me with, like, this, you know, and I didn't feel like that was racist in that time to get her name wrong. I just felt terrible that, no, we work together every day, and I I don't know your name. (laughs) So these are just the sort of moments of life that I kind of go, really? You know, but I love hearing them because it makes me feel so normal, you know, because that's me every day. I'm I'm messing up with dumb stuff every single day, (laughs) including, you know, getting names wrong or, oh, my goodness, at um, an event that I went to um, not too long ago um, there. I knew that there was a woman coming and I was expecting her. And oh, I hear I hear dishes in the background. Is this part of your workplace? (laughs) Are we outside the kitchen, kind, or is there catering? Right, the 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 staff gets served lunch now, so they will roll in the car. No, right, someone's in there. Oh, it's nice. It makes it sound like we're in a restaurant or something. Yeah, I'll take some tea, please. Uh Um, Yeah. So anyway, so I was expecting um, a, a woman to come, and she. Uh, well, okay, she she's African-American. And so when she arrived, um, I called her by the wrong name. And thinking that she was this other African-American woman, we hadn't met face to face. And so, I don't know, it, I'm, this is confusing. And I'm, if, I, if I could say their names, it maybe be clearer. But I called her by the wrong name. And she was like, no. It's, and, and so then the other woman came. And obviously that was her name that I called the previous woman. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that story made sense, but it, it was, you know, it was another it one was of those things. Like it, yeah. It was like, but yeah, for oh, you yourself knowing yeah, the switcheroo it was, or whatever. I yeah. Know. And it's like, wow, was I so frazzled in that moment that I thought, Oh, an African American woman, this must be this other woman. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, Oh, it's so embarrassing. I get mm. embarrassed just thinking about that. So do you think we're uh, putting, too much pressure on us. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We should probably tell them they might be on the podcast. Um, do you think we put too much pressure on ourselves? Like, because, right, that's where my brain, you know, my brain immediately feeling yeah. like, oh, no, I'm being racist. When it's just an accident. I mean, right. it's just the wrong name. But yeah. do you feel like is that? Well, I think there's an extra layer of sensitivity maybe to it that I think is appropriate. Do you think? Hmm. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Mark? I think it's, I mean, I think it's personality based. Because I think in the similar the, the similarities that I know of the three of us is we care about other people mm-hmm. and then maybe we also care about what they think. Mm-hmm. And so because <laughs> of all the care, <laughs> we're being careful mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how we're treating others and how we're coming across. And yeah, because yeah. I mean, mine, when, when we were talking about the topic, I thought of a moment that's not... S- that's similar, but it has nothing to do with like the race thing, but it does do have to do with the uncomfortability. Um, some friends and I had gone like to Liberty University and there was a big concert happening there. And I knew that I had some friends attending Liberty that I wasn't sure if I would get to see. We're at this concert 
and I see a girl, you know, a few rows up, and I'm like, that's Missy. I've got, that's Missy. I gotta say hello. It'd be dumb for me to come all this way and not say hello. Music's going, music's going. Then it's the intermission. So I ran up to her, and I'm like, hey, Missy, how are you doing? And she looks at me, and she goes, I'm not Missy. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. And I was like, <laughs> but I mean... If anything, she looked just like really? her. her but then, it, right? And then it was like, it was embarrassing that I have like I. I remember deciding at that point, I'm never going to acknowledge someone I think is there, even if I thought they were there. Oh. I'll like email them. Were you at such and such yeah. earlier? Oh yes, I was. Well, I'm not going to regret that I had you. <laughs> Reminds me of a time when my husband ran up to this guy who had just gotten off an L train. He's like, hey, Justin, or whatever his name was. So good to see you. Um, You know, have you seen our mutual friend in a while? And this guy looked at him and was just like, hi, wait, who are you again? And John was like, it's John, you know, this, um, he was our mutual friend. You know, we saw, we just saw you at this, um, lunch or this dinner party that we had. And he's like, uh, who? And it was, oh, it was so mortifying. And John just kept on going on and on trying to like clarify who he was. And I was like, John, let's go. Let's just, I'm like pulling on his sleeve. Let's go. And I was like, I'm really sorry to this dude. I'm so sorry. He thought you were someone else. Oh, it's just to me. Like that is so mortifying, and why is that so mortifying right. though? Right? Why? Right. Why? So it's why, just a why thing. does that have to be a big deal? And they're not going to ever remember. <laughs> not I mean, remember. I will always <laughs> remember. Obviously, you know, fifteen years later or whatever. But was that fifteen this years? This had to ago? be like, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, like ninety nine, two thousand around there. Yeah. Really? Wow. Well, that well, is what's so funny about the cringeworthy yeah. moments is how they stay with us yes, forever. The yes. things we can remember from childhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like other people are like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Although maybe that guy yeah. still tells the story. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> this guy wouldn't let it go. I don't know you. <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> and embarrassing. Embarrassing for me, for John. <laughs> well, we have a lot more to come here on Milrose Podcast, so stay with us. I'm Lori with Mark and Karen. Visit our website, milrosepodcast.com, anytime to join the discussion, send us topics, and to see how the podcast grows. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or just drop us a line directly at the website, milrosepodcast.com. That's milrosepodcast.com. We are all loving the music. I know. It's really like, uh, I have no words to describe it. It's just so like the lighting must be different here. Right. Like oh, wow, the smoke lights. coming into the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, one topic that I was thinking about um, this week was uh, televangelists. And, oh. I, and the reason, it's not that I was thinking about it all week, but I had seen an article about, uh, I guess there was a, a website that was attacking televangelists, and there was a press release that uh, that says um, that, I did not read this article apparently, but it, it's just <laughs> talking about you know, like slamming if they're real or not. Oh. And it's funny, yeah. growing up, you know, there were the stereotypical televangelists. Like when you see them on TV, mm-hmm. regardless of if you were a Christian or not, maybe you thought 
they were kind of crazy. Hmm. Or maybe, or maybe you fell for it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there was one that I actually well, really what, liked. Okay, so what's a what would you? Because well, there's a lot. There's like Christian TV and stuff, but what's a right. televangelist? Is that like preacher only, or or what do you think? Right. I mean, because you see the ones where there's like faith healing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's just the preachers, mm-hmm. and um, then. I mean, I guess, would we count Christian TV in there, like TV shows? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, there's one show in particular I'm thinking of that I was really sucked into when I was a kid. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, there's like a word of knowledge and maybe it's for me. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I was really into that when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So are we talking about, because I'm picturing like the typical, like, Mid eighties, yeah. televangelist, yeah. send us right. money, right. theme parks, yeah, with right. the hair, with the hair, yeah, yeah, That's what that's kind the of ones what who I ended up in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Those right. are the ones right. I'm thinking. Right. Of. right, exactly. Because I mean, they had music, which mm-hmm. was appealing. Oh, right. And on some mm-hmm. level, they taught Bible or moral lessons. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you couldn't get anything mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. But then, what do you do? With, so is that stereotypical? Is that the defined? Um, nature of a televangelist versus you know there's you know and i'll name like people like swindoll mm-hmm. who has a tv show mm-hmm. and i don't know that i would think of him oh. as a televangelist but he's on evangelizing TV. on television <laughs> yeah. so you know. yeah well you know like anything there's a whole spectrum right right you know because would billy graham be a televangelist right or right. or i don't know well yeah well, i mean it's changing mm-hmm. now obviously mm-hmm. i mean you know churches we do live streams and, you know, yeah. any local churches have their shows or whatever. But right. mm-hmm. yeah, I think, and I would venture to guess, I mean, I would hope that they all started out with the best intentions, mm-hmm. right? Using mm-hmm. this new medium to reach oh, people. Right. And I still like, I have a notebook at home, an old journal that was my grandmother's that she would take notes when she'd be watching Aww. Chuck Swindoll on Aww. TV. So it's sort of, that's sort of a sweet thing that helped mm-hmm. reshape my view, mm-hmm. I guess, because when you right. think of it, but then the trouble is, if it's all of a sudden preying on these old women right. at home saying, oh, yeah. send your money send your so money. I can buy this. Mm-hmm. And I'll send you a healing yeah, cloth. And I'll hit, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. when it gets. Well, yeah. I mean, is I do not have a positive um, feeling at that hmm. word, televangelist. There's, right. I don't. I have no positive associations with that word. Yeah. And, but I, yeah. I yeah, don't I know. Don't. Right. And I've never been one really to watch as an adult to watch Christian TV and, and Mm. all that, that just, it, okay, I'll say it It just feels hokey to me and it feels contrived. It feels manipulative and it's just not my thing, but I will say, I think there may be a place for that with some people. I was just going to say, is there still reaching someone that does need it? Like who's to say that God isn't using that in somebody's life? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. It just doesn't, it's not reaching me. And, uh-huh. I, and I think that's okay. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and so many times too, I mean, there's been um, shows, you know, you'll thinking of someone, you know, he has a very positive message all the time, right? We'll <laughs> just say, mm, who could that, that be, right? <laughs> just very positive, very positive. And overall, I think that, you know, when I hear him, I'm like, eh, you're just missing something. And yet there are moments when I, you know, flipping through the channels, whatever, you mm-hmm. stop at it. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, there are times you're like, oh yeah. Right. God really does love me and want mm. good things for me. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the way I view good things for me mm-hmm. are going to be very different probably than the way right. yeah. some of these preachers might. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so what you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, wow, these can really hit you though. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a window of time. If I'm thinking the person you're mm-hmm. thinking, there was a window of time where that pastor 
I think was used for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't That's a awesome. huge window, but it was just like encouraging for that yeah. window of time that I needed. Mm-hmm. But I also knew I couldn't just listen to that. Mm-hmm. Like right. it's sort of, I mean, is it is it the milk of the word? Is it the meat of the word? Right. Is it uh, as deep as I need to be in my walk? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so... As far as like you said, when you when you just catch something and it's encouraging, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think that's the only place. Mm-hmm. Right, it's we probably not go. where you need to stay. But yeah, you think about people feeling very beat down, feeling mm-hmm. very discouraged, feeling mm-hmm. like God doesn't love them and must be punishing them, or whatever. That there can be something yeah. so good mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's like anything that we take in, any sort of information or TV show or music. It's like you you take the good, discard the bad. You mm-hmm. know, where I think we're always we're we're called to engage thoughtfully mm-hmm. with whatever comes into our lives whether it's conversations with people or tv movies radio podcast whatever right. take it in thoughtfully and and yeah use your good mind <laughs> right and i was just gonna say when you yeah. said radio that mm-hmm. you know we worked in radio for years mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. we're in christian radio yeah where how, how you know that that's not being classified for some people mm-hmm. that it's just too preachy but sure. there are times where you need it or where it is great content great biblical teaching and um yeah mm-hmm. i mean maybe there's some radio out there that isn't for us either mm-hmm. or it isn't for me either but yeah is touching someone else right yeah, yeah, yeah. probably like i mean mm-hmm. i thought that was really good what you said mark it shouldn't be all you have and it'd be no different right with christian radio i think mm-hmm. i i I do feel worried when people say this is all I listen to. This yeah. is the only place I get my news. Mm-hmm. This is the only. I kind of think, like, uh, mm-hmm. no matter what, you mm-hmm. know, it, to be to be broader and broader right. thinking. Mm-hmm. And well, it's mm-hmm. the same thing with church. I uh-huh. mean, even though you're dedicated to where you go to church, your pastor might be a great teacher, but sh- shouldn't we also still be studying on our own? Maybe checking out other resources, mm-hmm. other teachers who might, you know, complement that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are you thinking with this article on televangelism? Like it, it to me, I, think, it, I don't know. What I'm wondering is, you said it's a website to like right. bash. Someone was bashing bashing televangelists. televangelists. So like, I think there's a good thing with discernment, but right. I, I don't know about bashing necessarily. No, right, exactly. So what what did you think about I, it? Well, I was hoping, and this is sort of where I'm glad the conversation went to, is mm-hmm. that um, that there is a place for it for certain people. It's not just, you know what, it's not for me, so it must be wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and I think Mm -hmm. that's where, Mm -hmm. I hate to criticize the writer, but it's like Mm close-minded. They're just Mm -hmm. Mm close-minded. You know, I mean. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's such a stigma with it, especially, Mm -hmm. uh, well, I don't know, but I'm assuming outside of the Christian culture, Mm -hmm. it seems like there's this stigma in the world of, oh, all all televangelists want money and they're all greedy and really sinister Mm -hmm. deep down, but they have this nice shiny appearance. At least that's, that's the caricature that I kind of get in my head. Yeah. So, um, I know movies probably Mm -hmm. portray Mm -hmm. that too. Yeah. It's like a, like a motivational speaker or something (laughs) on steroids for God. (laughs) Well, and I think too, I, at least for me, I always read these things and I think your reaction was sort of like that too of mm-hmm. just sort of cringing a little bit at that because when we get overly harsh I think it's arrogant too to assume that like the way this person does it is totally wrong and the way I'm doing it oh, is completely yeah. right and I know mm-hmm. for me that's kind of a that happens to me a lot where I mm-hmm. feel like no I'm really doing it the right way I'm approaching it and you know you can it's easy to look at someone like a televangelist you know even the ones who have done the worst things um, quote unquote worst things again you know 
Satan can get in there and mess with any of mm-hmm. us and any of our mm-hmm. ministries. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be, right. you know, blinded by things. And mm-hmm. so I think there's that level of arrogance too sometimes when mm-hmm. we think exactly, it doesn't work for me, so it can't work for anybody, right. anybody. And mm-hmm. it's bad now, so it was always bad right. or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's a really good perspective. I think I, I just want to go back to being discerning mm-hmm. um, when we listen. Because just because it has this label of Christian right. and evangelist on it doesn't mean that, yay, I can sign on to whatever they're talking about. You know, I think right. it's just feel pretty passionate about being thoughtful about our mm-hmm. media consumption. Right. Well, even just in teaching, just because you're being taught something and you've recognized they have some sort of knowledge or authority or whatever, that everything they say isn't you know, gospel truth, you know, Mm -hmm. sorry for the pun, but you know, like, you know, I was, I mean, I worked with a pastor in the past who was, who's a great, um, pastor and, uh, taught well, I thought. And he said a fact in a sermon one time that I was like, that's not right. (laughs) And I was like, but I never was like, but since he's the pastor, I guess I must be right now, you know? It's right. You yeah. Know? And so and so it was cool because then I thought, oh, that's not what I learned when I was a kid. And so I brought it up to him mm-hmm. and he was like, thanks so much for pointing that. He goes, I found it in a commentary. He's like the one commentary oh. that he happened to refer for that huh. verse. And then he looked at the other commentaries and was just like, oh, yeah, that's the only one that says that. Oh. And, you know, recognized it and acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was cool that, you know, mm-hmm. that he was open to that mm-hmm. and that also, you know, thinking that, okay, I don't have to say think everything from the pulpit is correct. I mean, at least to think on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might not be wrong, but is it the way that I thought it should be interpreted or whatever? Yeah. That's cool that your pastor had the humility to hear that. Mm-hmm. I it, it just makes me think of like televangelists and pride and how uh, easy yeah. it would be. I mean, yeah. if you have this huge platform, um, it just seems like you could easily get swayed um, by that power. Well, I don't think you need to be a televangelist for that. You know, mm. I mean, there's lots it's of... so true. Yeah. There's lots of... I mean, inside <laughs> my pastor's office. <laughs> Shh. Yeah. No, because no, I correct them on their sermons all but the time. But of course, your pastor's right. great. They are never wrong. And I would never tell them when they're wrong, ever. Um, but no, but it, right, that position of power, or if you mm-hmm. are in a a sort of church community where people mm-hmm. do say like, oh, wow, you know, when they, there's sort of that idol worship or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort right. of easy to see how that happens mm-hmm. when you think this person can do no wrong. They're so great. Mm-hmm. You hardly believe that they're yeah, fallen people, think, you know, like counselors mm-hmm. and, you know, people mm-hmm. that we go to for help. It's so important to remember, yeah, we're going to them for help, but they're human too. Mm-hmm. Right. They're bringing their own stuff to whatever, you know, the work that they do and mm-hmm. the conversations that they have. So, yeah, it's important to be. Yeah. Yeah, to just be aware. Yeah, humans were prone to mistakes, I guess. Fooey. Right. Stinks. Well, check out milrosepodcast.com for more information. We'll be right back. We're thankful that you've taken the time to listen to the Milrose Podcast. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast media player and make sure you always get the latest episodes. Whether you have an iPhone, iPad, Android phone or tablet or a Windows device, or maybe you listen right on your computer, just go to our website, milrosepodcast.com and subscribe. Well, 
this is fun, you guys, mm-hmm. to have a conversation here on the Milrose Podcast. I'm Lori Neff with Mark Bretta, and Karin Rivadanera is joining us. Hey, do you have any book projects or anything oh, yeah. cracking? Anything happening? You know what? I Crackalackin. I know. Yeah, there it was. Um, I've been in a writing dry spell, but I actually oh. just finished the first draft of a of a kid fiction project. Oh, cool. Fifty nine hundred words, really, really short, wow. sort of chapter book, and um, hmm. I'm just I just reread it myself, and now I need to put it away. But I'm going to send it out to a couple of readers, and wow. I had my kids oh, nice. read some of it. They all came back with different assessments. Okay. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I'm sure not with all your own positive, kids. right? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's I have no idea where that will go. But yeah. it was just really fun. I hadn't. That's I, cool. I'm, I don't know. I just felt like I, I needed to be writing something, and uh-huh. I'd had this little idea and thought that I would just actually sit down and try and finish I something. So. How does that feel to be in a writing dry spell? Like, are you okay with that? It's or good. It's, it's all just, right. Because yeah. oh, I feel good. like, you know, at least with like mm-hmm. nonfiction books that I've been doing, I just sort of feel like I need to be done with that for a while. I'm not saying forever, mm-hmm. but just for a while mm-hmm. and just kind of focusing on shorter things. And then this... This was good, though, just for, like, creativity, you know, to just sort of be writing and doing something different that I don't necessarily have skills in, but just to sort of do it. So I like that. We'll see. Sending it out to a reader is scary, though. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah, that feels vulnerable. It does. And normally I'm, I feel like I'm pretty thick skinned about, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've been writing for, Mm -hmm. you know, a million years at this point, but this is like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for asking. I I like that you're, you're okay with the kind of in between where you're feeling like, uh, you know, you're not really in that writing mode. I know that makes me think of my topic um, for today that I wanted to bring and talk about. I, so since midday ended, um, I've been in this like weird place of like moving from high speed productivity on task, pressing forward, like always a month or two ahead in my planning and, and just like running full speed Mm -hmm. all the time. (laughs) So I'm moving from that to, Oh, there's like, lots of space in my schedule Mm. and it's freaking me out (laughs) (laughs) and I don't like this. And so I I actually spent the first month of my unemployment cramming my schedule full Mm. of stuff, Um, meetings and projects and just, just stuff, lots and lots and lots of stuff. And my husband's in my ear saying, honey, you need to slow down. You know, this, this is not unemployment. (laughs) This is just busyness. You know, what what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just moving toward things I love and just like doing stuff. So, but I, staying so busy has distracted me from this core kind of angst of who am I and what's my value now? And, um, I don't even know where I should put my time. And so the second month of my unemployment, I decided to just kind of reel it in a little bit, um, and, and slow down. And, um, I decided I had signed up for a class. I was, I was going to take a, um, a two day class intensive to learn, um, massage therapy because I thought, Ooh, this will be like a great, I don't know, second career or something. But I thought, you know, my brain is so full. I'm still grieving. I'm processing life. I can't really take in any more information. So I canceled the class and that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like, like panicked when I hit drop class. I was like, <gasps> I can't 
stop. I can't keep just canceling things. <laughs> you know, I need to, I need to like fill up my time. Like it really stirred up some deep stuff in me. So I scheduled an appointment with my counselor and mm-hmm. um, told him all of this stuff. And, you know, he's just a wonderful godly man who has um, walked with me through, um, through a lot of mess. And um, he's, he's like, We've, I've been seeing him for years. And so he kind of knows the deal with me. <laughs> and he, he, after he heard me talk, he said, okay, this might be a little hard for you to hear, but what you have just said to me, that sounds like an addict, like wow. that, that productivity hmm. and getting stuff done. He's like, that's a coping for, for something. And you, hmm. it sounds like you are addicted to this productivity. And he said, oh, and P.S., it sounds like you're a good Western Christian. <laughs> you know, because you know? these are like the values that we have, you know, productivity. Do, you know, do everything now, today, for God. Don't waste any time. And, and I don't know, I'm just kind of wondering now, like, is carpe diem, is, is that like a biblical principle? You know, is this hmm. like a, is this the way that Jesus wants me to live? This spinning my wheels all the time and go, go, go and, and fill every minute with stuff to do. And I don't know. I, I just feel like as I've made space in my schedule, um, stuff has been bubbling up in me that I've known has been here in me. Um, I've been writing more. I've been having better conversations with people. Like I feel like I have more mind space. And so, and, and the more people I talk to about this, um, they're like, oh yeah, this busyness thing, that's a real deal for me. Hmm. And um, it's a problem. And I don't want to be this way, but I don't know any other way to live. And I told my counselor, you know, if I am addicted, I don't want to change. Yeah. I like being productive. Mm-hmm. Right. That is like, that makes me the happiest ever. <laughs> Do you think though, like, is it, is productivity and busyness, hmm. is he, is he saying, I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to contradict him. I just mm-hmm. wondering, is it the same thing? Cause you know, it's always when people, when people are going through stuff, mm-hmm. they tend to say, well, as long as you stay busy, right? Mm-hmm. you know, if you're going through yeah. a trial or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's a good thing you're staying busy. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you don't stop and feel the pain. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. right. Cause that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Keep and, yeah. yeah. And so is that, you know, is being productive. Because that can't be a bad thing. Well, if, in a way, if oh, okay, if I find my identity in uh, that, uh, which I have, okay, you know, I, I, you know, how some people say, you know, there's this thing, you know, you wear your busyness and your productivity as a badge of pride. You know, you tell your friends, oh, I'm just so busy. I haven't really been able to relate to that necessarily. It's not that I want bragging rights or anything with friends. I want to feel good within myself. Like Mm. I have contributed to the world today. Therefore I proved I deserve the breath I breathed today. Mm. I mean, it really comes back to my identity, which feels icky Mm. to say, because I think, because I was talking to my husband the other day about, okay, I know that every single person has value, whether or not they're quote unquote productive, God loves them. God created them. But I feel like, wow, if I was like a quadriplegic and couldn't speak, mm-hmm. wow, like that's, 
that freaks me out, number one. But then also, can I trust, trust, trust that God loves me and has a purpose for my breath that day? I don't know. Like, I have to be honest and say, I think that would destroy me. Yeah. And that feels icky to say. That is icky. No, yeah. I think, no, I totally, because I totally get what you're saying. And I'm, I'm yeah. balancing that productivity mm-hmm. addict. Because I was thinking back to this summer mm-hmm. um, and even then getting back to the, yeah. the the project that I just worked on. Although when I, when Moody ended or midday ended for me at the end of June, um, and then that's also a time when here at church, the work slows down, you know, mm-hmm. people are on vacation and mm-hmm. I didn't have, I mean, I had a few freelance projects, but nothing really. And there were so many times this summer I was just bored and it was, I really tried to embrace it. And mm. in the summer it's easier to embrace boredom because it's like, right. all right, let's go to the pool or whatever, you know, and to, is that the kids. hard for you to embrace but boredom? Yes. Oh. Very, very hard. Mm-hmm. So I, and I'm with you. I don't like to be busy for busy's sake. Yeah. I do like to have mm-hmm. time in my day where I can sit and read and, and do sort of things. But I realized coming out of this summer um, that I am just a part of my identity is that I am driven. I like mm-hmm. to be, um, whether it's producing something new, I like to be creating, I like to right. be moving forward. And I don't know, and I certainly for, you know, we have to understand that there's times in our lives where God is going to hem us in, you know, as mm-hmm. I can't think of what the scripture passage is. I think the Psalms, um, you know, that sometimes we just aren't moving forward, mm-hmm. but I, I have mm-hmm. a hard time when I'm not moving in that direction, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm not accomplishing or growing or learning or mm-hmm. something. And so, yeah, I think that yeah. that can be really hard. I don't, well, I relate to that. Yeah. Like I would say I'm a really driven person. Um, hmm. Yeah, I know. And I know there's a balance here because I'm, I'm not just going to be completely unproductive. I just, I think what I'm striving for is to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit more and, um, I don't know. Just be more aware of what my motivation is for hmm. doing things and where my identity is and all that. I mean, even even doing stuff around the house, I have been so busy with my job and, and this, you know, just stuff of life that I don't, um, you know, I don't put groceries away carefully, just shove it in the fridge and <laughs> shove it in the pantry and close the door quick and, you know, walk away. Well, now I have some time, you know, I clean out the fridge, and, you know, <laughs> and actually like I can, I can scrub all the way into the corners because I have time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that this summer. <laughs> Well, I'm not, for saying, you. not saying that I did, but I could. could. <laughs> it's just, I guess what I'm feeling is this kind of extravagance of having this expanse of time <laughs> and the ability to do things more thoroughly and thoughtfully. And that's, it huh. just feels luxurious to mm-hmm. me right yeah. now. Yeah. And I'm kind of enjoying that. Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. I, I know. I'm still, I don't know. I'm processing right now the identity part because mm. I've, for years, I've bounced off of one of my best friends that concept of identity. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't let your job define you. You yeah, can't let right. such and such define you. Mm-hmm. And so to think now that this concept mm-hmm. of productivity, I'm like, ooh, is that me too? Mm, like, that I have that? to feel? Because when I see friends, other friends that are like, hey, we need to get to- together for dinner. But I know you're always busy. You're always mm-hmm. doing something. And I'm like... Ooh, is that my perceived identity mm. that I'm always busy? Cause I tried, I think I try to balance, you know, if I'm busy, it's only because I have one thing Tuesday night. 
or mm-hmm. you know something every night but at home sometimes i'm like just gonna sit in front of the tv and is that okay or do i feel guilty because i'm not doing something productive mm-hmm. well do you yeah. feel guilty like is it does I that resonate i don't anymore i think at one point mm-hmm. i did mm-hmm. um and it may depend on the task or tasks that I need to do. Because then, of course, then there's the part of procrastination. Mm-hmm. Is there something that I should be doing mm-hmm. that I'm not, and I'm still sitting in front of the television? Yeah, yeah. You know? I think, you know, there's always something to be done. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy because I want to get to the end of my to-do list, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just never going to happen. Right. And so maybe what I'm trying to figure out is this balance of work and then rest. Yeah. In fact, I just found, um, I was telling you about this before um, the podcast, Karen, about this Pomodoro oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. method of productivity, which I find really ironic that I'm like reading up now on like, productivity <laughs> tools and, and methods. But but what I like about this is, is you have 25 minutes of focused attention on one project. So it helps with like single mindedness and attentiveness. And um, you like turn off your phone, you don't check email, you just focus on this project for 25 minutes. And then you have this built in break right afterwards. And then if you want to, you can do another chunk of 25 minutes of of a single um, project and then five minutes of rest. And I I like that. because I, I, you know, I did that this morning and at 25 minutes, I didn't want to take a break, but part of the, the reasoning, it's all, you know, brain science and all that stuff. It's like really good for your brain to have a break Mm -hmm. and go like have some fresh air or go get a glass of water or whatever. And like take a break and get your eyes off the computer screen or whatever you're working on. Um, to have that, that balance of rest and work, rest and work. I mean, isn't that, I don't know. I'm thinking a lot about the Sabbath these days yep. too. And it's, we're not made, we're not mules that are just, mm. and even mules need rest, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, what's making me think of too, just really quick is that in the, the boredom time of this summer, yeah. I started taking my dog for, and normally she only got her walk at night. My husband would take her, but I started taking her like sort of a mid afternoon thing. Now, Aww. of course it's become yeah. a ritual that about one or two take her for a walk. And at first I looked at it as like, oh, this kind of a waste of time, you know, and um, like it was mm. getting in the way of other things. Mm-hmm. But now I've really come to see it, of course, because I like productivity and I like yeah. things to have a purpose. But in a way, <laughs> it is the most creative part of my day because there's something yeah. about just walking with, you know, and she stops to smell every last yeah. thing. And yeah. especially now in the fall, it's mm-hmm. so I come back from that just mm. so like my mind feels clear. I feel excited mm-hmm. about other ideas. Even if I don't sit down to work on them afterwards, there's something wonderful that kind of happens in I love that. restful, mm-hmm. mindless walking. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Yeah. So do you think this is like a, a good Western Christian thing, this productivity thing? Hmm. Like, do you think it's a, hmm, what? I, I was going to say epidemic, but that feels too strong. Do you think right. it's a, it's, it's a part of our culture? Right. In America, it's super American. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, whether it's and of course I'm, not, yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm coming to it from yeah. the Christian yeah. angle, you know, right. like the right. faith angle. So that's probably I'm not saying it's not Christian. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I am such a. I believe that work is a good thing. I yeah. like to embrace sure. even mm-hmm. work as part of identity. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. Ooh, wait, like calling. you embrace it. Oh, totally. As part mm-hmm. of that, your I'm a identity. writer is a huge part of my identity, and I have mm-hmm. no problem. 
Yeah. Oh. Like it, not every job I've ever had, mm-hmm. like, you know, my, my job here at church being a, a worship planner, I don't mm-hmm. think that that's part of my identity, mm-hmm. but what is part of my identity is I love, I love the creative part. I love the people I work with, you know, and so there's mm-hmm. working is a huge part of it. And I think work is a huge gift from God, but mm-hmm. we can make it, of course, mm-hmm. like we do anything just crazy. And when yes. productivity and, and when that panic comes in thinking, yeah, I, I don't have purpose because I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, That's the problem. problem. Yes, yes. 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 Oh, I. we need to have you back to talk more about identity. Because yes. that's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think I'm, I guess and this might be too strong of a word too, but I think I'm kind of shaming myself for, or I'm disappointed that so much of my identity has been wrapped up in what my job was, mm-hmm. my full-time job. Yeah. And so... So I think I'm reacting against that, but I really like, it seems like that's a, the way you articulated that, that feels really open and honest because it is part of our lives. So why can't it be part mm-hmm. of our identity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. Because you can bring in the whole, <laughs> I don't mean the downer, I'm ending on the downer, but it's like identity. How does that play into um, pride mm-hmm. and just the way, you know, like, if I, when I walked away from radio, mm-hmm. at least full-time radio, mm-hmm. then I thought, well, what am I going to do next? Because people think I do that or people right. think I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do next right. in the music world or the media world? Yes. You know, can I just walk into a coffee shop and work there? Or is it, is it like, yeah, but I was a producer. Mm-hmm. I can't serve coffee. I mean, is that pride, you know, in the identity and all that? Yeah. So right. I think that's a good conversation and it's to easier, have. And oh, yeah. to me, it's easier to have it about you being a musician than a specific role, you know, because right. of course there's lots of musicians serving coffee, you right. know, there's lots of writers <laughs> serving coffee. Right, right. So those are the sort of, you know, identity things yeah. that, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Though. Oh, Ooh, teaser topic. Good stuff. So yeah, we need to have you back, Karen. Thank you. Time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on our very first Milrose podcast. Yes, very exciting. Yay, Mark. We're on our way. Yep. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out more information at milrosepodcast.com, milrosepodcast.com, or check us out on Facebook. Right. And thanks to Elmhurst Christian Reform Church mm-hmm. and Karen for allowing Yay. us to Yay. come here and record. And Dan Anderson for yes. uh, some equipment usage. Exactly. So we've got a whole crew. Right. And Steve Wick for uh, producing (laughs) the music. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the Milrose Podcast.